Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Let's start with good news. Yes, it's always good to start with good news. We talked yesterday about the construction workers that were stuck in the collapsed tunnel in India for 17 days. They are safe. Yay! Arriba, arriba! No, 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 no. It's India. It's a different... 41 construction workers emerged dazed and smiling after the collapse tunnel uh, was uh, dug through. And, uh, I mean, India was happy. They set off fireworks, and they were all happy, and they long live Mother India. And uh, they had uh, brief checkups by doctors. But they had... uh, and they hung, you know, garlands around their necks and the crowd cheered and everyone is all happy. And, you know, good for them. 41 construction workers were stuck and incredible that they were still alive. No one was seriously injured or killed when the landslide that caused the section of the tunnel to collapse on the morning of November 12th. Wow. I mean, that's a long time down there, man. I mean, they were provided food, water, and oxygen through pipes. More than a dozen doctors, including psychiatrists, were also at the site monitoring their health. So all 41 made it through the ordeal in good health, and uh, they were uh, emerged and taken pictures of by the by the media and whisked away at ambulances, and uh, they were giving a, given a checkup, and now they're all released and get out of here. So, yay! <laughs> I mean, they were digging. People were hand digging. They were going in at different angles. And they had these pipes sending them food, medicine, and, of course, air in this collapsed tunnel. And they got them all out. So, like I said, good news. Good, good news. Congratulations to India. For figuring out a way to save 41 people when the landslide collapsed on top of this beautiful tunnel that they're building to, uh, I don't know where the tunnel's going. I don't even know if they know where the tunnel is going. I'm sure it's for trains, though, because that's what they ride. In. All right, so I'm turning this into something I shouldn't turn it into. Congratulations, and gosh darn it, it's good news. That these people are all safe. I'm serious. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Okay, so we're heading into winter. It's not officially winter yet, right? Right. I mean, winter, actual winter is days away, right? December 21st, I believe, is the first day of winter 2023. So uh, anyway, it's uh, it is winter season, and we also call that cuffing season. And you know what cuffing is, right? Everybody wants to have a, a boyfriend or a girlfriend during the winter, so you can spend the holidays, and then once springtime comes, uncuffing season, get out. All right, I gotta, I want to be free for the summer. Look at me, I've lost all this weight. I'm looking good. I'm heading into summer. I'm wearing my bikini without you okay that's what's happening that's uncuffing and so i was looking at this new well it's a kind of a kind of a study that uh, ashley madison did 
Now, Ashley Madison, of course, is the uh, website for people. I mean, their their old slogan. Maybe it's their new slogan as well. Uh, Life is short. Have enough hair. Gotta love that. So uh, they examined where their members live to uncover hot spots across the world when it comes to adulterous behavior. All right. So the top 20 here in the United States of America, uh, in the top five are three Florida cities, my uh, adopted home state. Uh, number one is Miami. Number two is Orlando. And number five is my adopted hometown, Tampa, Tampa Bay. It just says Tampa, though, but Tampa Bay, really. And then number three, Atlanta. Number four, Las Vegas, which that really doesn't seem like a surprise. But then you have uh, Cincinnati, Minneapolis, uh, St. Paul. Wow, Minneapolis, St. Paul, seven and eight. I thought those were the same thing. And they're different cities, Jeff. It's just like Dallas, Fort Worth, okay? They're different cities. Okay, I got it. Buffalo and Pittsburgh rounding out the top ten of uh, most prone to cheating based on the study done by Ashley Madison. <laughs> So if you live in those cities uh, and you are cuffed right now, you may, uh, you know, look around and think to yourself, I may be cuffed, but are they uncuffing with someone else? Because it's possible. It's definitely possible. Because we know infidelity uh, is truly universal. Now, that, of course, comes from the, you know, the head of Ashley Madison, and uh, and they see people from across the political spectrum joining the site, and uh, we've seen research outside of our company that shows that more right-leaning people tend to sign up for Ashley Madison, so it shouldn't come as a surprise that uh, some of the locations were in the Midwest, I guess, so the Midwest is right-leaning, and uh, the people on the coast are left-leaning, yeah, I guess that makes sense, but, uh, you know, people in Tampa... Uh, that's the East Coast, but Tampa is on the West Coast, so it's on the West Coast of the East Coast of North America. I know. I wish I'd have been the one that thought of that, but I wasn't. Still like it, though. So if you live in those cities, uh, you can just go ahead and feel free to uncuff any darn time you like. You know, speaking of uncuffing, did you see where the... Well, he's a hospital worker. He's an electrician at a hospital. Uh, they find now that he had sex with more than a hundred corpses over 15 years and went undetected due to serious failures. Er, you think? <laughs> uh, so he had sex with more than a hundred corpses over a 15 year period and was able to do so because of these serious failures of management, governance, regulation and processes and a persistent lack of curiosity yeah he would just show up at the hospital and uh, nobody cared he's an electrician no 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 i mean he may have been playing that music because the reason he got okay so they busted him he's he's in jail for murder all right they busted him for killing two women because his dna uh you know they, they had used dna to catch him for these two movies they also discovered millions of images of sexual abuse in his home 
Wow. Now, in these images, there's millions. That's, a, that's incredible. Uh, you talk about a sick, sick individual, man. So he's got milli- millions of images of sexual abuse in his home. I'm not laughing. Just why are you doing that to me? Don't. All right. Now, inside of these, you know, within these millions of images, there were videos of him having sex with these dead bodies women and girls in the mortuaries at two hospitals where he worked. Now the police say it was truly shocking. It was truly shocking to them. And, uh, now, so he's already, he's already in prison for a life, uh, for the two murders. He pleaded guilty to two counts of murder. And, uh, then now he's going to serve a concurrent 12 year term after admitting to dozens of instances of necrophilia he committed 140 violations against the bodies of at least 101 girls and women oh man these young kids but you know i say and these young kids but i mean they were already dead nobody wants now just stop don't don't even I, i just stop it so he committed these crimes, taking risks during working hours when other employees were in the mortuary. So other people are in the mortuary, and he's... Oh, yeah. This one only died yesterday. Okay, stop. Stop. Just not even funny. <laughs> so he's an, ele- he would, he's an electrician, so he would you know, perform maintenance of the refrigeration system in the mortuary. And so they just let him in. They just let him in. Ah, don't worry about it. It's just Fuller. He's back there fixing the refrigerator. Is that what it sounds like when he's fixing the refrigeration? I'll get this thing working anytime. Oh, it's not cold enough in here yet. All right, stop. It's not even... Why you don't even make me go there? I mean, so now, I mean, just a sick individual. This guy got away with it for all these years, man. He got away with, he got away with murder from 1987 until I think they ended up getting the DNA in 2020 on this guy. And then because they were going through his, uh, you know, millions of pictures, they find the videos of him in the hospitals wow i just uh the guy's 69 now he can't live long enough to feel bad enough about what he's done and there's no way he's gonna feel bad about what he's done because he's just a you know a sick freak no question about it but don't you dare don't you dare don't do it i'm just gonna go to the break room because I can feel you're going to make me talk about refrigeration work. (laughs) I mean, I never, let's be honest. All right. No, let's not be honest. Let's not be honest. Let's just go to the break room and get something cold to drink. Oh, a drink that's been refrigerated. Go to the break room. Stop it.
So sometime over the uh, Thanksgiving holiday, I saw a video of a lady who talked about her car burning down, and then she showed her Stanley cup uh, that survived the fire. And I thought, okay, cool, that's great. Uh, That's cool. And then I got to thinking about Stanley, you know, vacuum bottles, and you go to their website, stanley1913.com, and I was looking at the Stanley vacuum cups, and I remember... Uh, my grandfather, my, my actual grandfather having some Stanley cups. I may even have one somewhere in some camping equipment, these Stanley cups that, uh, you use for, you know, coffee or tea or whatever you, you know, whatever liquid you want to have just, uh, you know, really, really good products, right? St- the Stanley products. Well, uh, her video went viral, uh, this, uh, Danielle, and she shared the video revealing her car post fire where the Stanley mug survived, uh, ice still intact. And, you know, obviously a viral video. Well, Stanley's global president, Terrence Riley, uh, responded to the TikTok. And uh, pretty incredible that Stanley uh, actually responded. But it was a good move, and especially heading into the holidays. Okay. Hey, Daniel. So pa- oh, you can't pause it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so she that was the beginning of her video where she talks about her car being on fire and she pulls out the Stanley Cup and she says that there was still ice in it, right? Pretty remarkable. Absolutely. And then we hear the beginning of uh, Terrence who's saying, hey, Danielle. My name is Terrence Riley. I'm the president of Stanley. And we've all seen your video. Wow, what an ordeal, and we're all really glad you're safe. Thanks for sharing the video because, wow, it really shows how Stanley, our Stanleys are No built doubt about life. that. Because what it went through with you, I couldn't think of a better example of our product's quality. But anyway, we're glad you're safe. I've seen a lot of comments that we should send you some Stanleys. Yeah, Well, we're going to send you some Stanleys. But there's one more thing. We've never done this before, and we'll probably never do it again. But we'd love to replace your vehicle. Yeah. Nice. All of us at Stanley, we'd really like to replace your vehicle. So check your DMs for details. Thanks. Be safe. Cheers. I mean, that's awesome. You don't you don't get that from companies very much in today's world, right? I mean, he reaches out to her, uses social media, check your DMs, uh, and we, we're glad you're safe. Shows the the greatness of our product, and guess what? We're going to send you our products. He could have just stopped it there. Guess what? We're going to send you some Stanleys. Send me a DM, and I'll send you a a new cooler. <laughs> a new cooler. That could have been it. But no. Then, then they're going to replace her car. That's that's really awesome. And uh, so I guess that means where he said we'll probably never do that again. I should, you know, try the same thing and burn my old car down that I don't want and just pull the stanley out of the fire right hey terrence jeff fisher here look at this stanley cup mine survived too (laughs) i guess danielle wasn't joking i need a new stanley too please and if you wanted to replace my vehicle you can do that as well thank you So I don't know if it had anything to do with Stanley, but I see where the consumer confidence rose for the first time in four months. 
Uh, the conference board index rose from 99.1 in October to 102 in November, thanks to what they say is a U.S. consumer's optimism around short-term income, hiring prospects, and the slowdown in inflation. And the perceived likelihood of a recession also fell to the lowest level of 2023. Well, I mean, okay. Uh, So two-thirds of Americans still think one is either somewhat or very likely to happen in the next year. I mean, uh, a lot of people would say that we're already in one, uh, and we have been in one. And I would like to talk to the people who have this uh, newfound optimism toward our uh, toward our consumer confidence levels. But good news. I mean, this this, this show is just full of good news today. Man, <laughs> I don't know how much more good news I can take. All right, I'll add to it then. Uh, the U.S. is now producing more crude oil than ever. 13.2 million barrels per day per the Energy Information Administration, topping the pre-COVID peak of 13.1 million. Uh, That's nearly double the volume from a decade ago and up from the 5 million produced when Barack Obama entered the White House. The U.S. is the world's largest oil producer by a country mile, according to this article. Is a country mile longer than a mile? Yes, yes it is. Don't you know that? Yes it is. Yeah, the country the country blocks, you know, the country square mile is actually, you know, not just a mile. It's more than a mile. It's actually probably a little bit over. The country block would be I think a little over 4 miles actually. You have a little about, you know, a mile square. Anyway, uh, I was a little thinking about Tuscola County, Michigan right there. Uh, my growing up days. So, uh, 21% of global oil production in 2022. Wow. Saudi Arabia is in second place at 13%. We need to never stop that. We need to drill, drill, drill. And right now I feel like, uh, this administration is not doing that. And, you know, we're talking, I kept wondering about, uh, what's happening with the gas prices because they, you know, we're falling, and I'm like, uh, well, something as fishy is happening. Well, according to an article in Zero Hedge, they said, no, it's not Biden. Gasoline prices fall almost every year between August and November. So why don't you just shut up about it, okay? Pretty much what the article said. And uh, that falls like that every year due to RVP specifications. And I, and I know you know this. I'm talking down to you now, but... Uh, when September arrives, uh, RVP specifications transition to cold weather blends with RVP limits as high as 15 PSI in some locations. This transition significantly impacts gasoline production costs, specifically concerning the inclusion of butane. Duh. So there's specific RVP limits. They vary by state, but it's uh, cheaper to uh, make so it's, uh, you know, the prices drop. Just let you know. But just so I can't have it all be good news, and just so we know that uh, the gasoline prices are still at least 20% above their 10-year average uh, for this time of year. So while prices have been dropping, and we talked about that as well, we're, we're, we've become used to, I'm happy, I'm paying, uh, I don't know, uh, I don't remember, uh, last time I got gas was, uh, I don't know, just before Thanksgiving, I haven't filled up since, I didn't go anywhere. 
I drove the uh, my wife. My wife went places. Okay, I I did not, uh, and she doesn't drive my car. No, sorry. Anyway, uh, and not because it's any better. She's like she doesn't want to be seen driving in the in my Volkswagen. But uh, I'm just saying that uh, gas prices are lower than I would have expected, and they're still too high. Like I'm happy about paying two fifty two. I'm paying two dollars and fifty-two cents a gallon. Wow, that's low prices. No, no, it's not. That's not good at all. I'm becoming used to. It. I've been Overton windowed. It's not four dollars a gallon. It's two fifty-two. We've all been Overton windowed on the gas prices. So, and we're number one in oil production. Those prices need to drop dramatically. Most people who buy soap from the store don't realize what it's doing to their skin. Store-bought soap will get you clean, but while it's doing that, it's also drying out your skin. And then, of course, you have to keep buying products like lotions, stuff made by the same company. Huh, that's kind of weird, isn't it? Soap doesn't do that when it's made the right way. With goat's milk. And that's what Quinn Pittman discovered when he first started learning about soap. And he's been making it the right way ever since. You want your skin to be clean, but you also want to retain its moisture. Hello. You need goat soap. And you'll want Quinn's goat soap. Go to qpgoatsoap.com. Use the code Jeffy for 10% off the total order. qpgoatsoap.com. Offer code Jeffy gets you the 10% off your total order. I uh, got an email the other day from Quinn who reminded me that they have uh, plenty of items on sale for Christmas. So you can get uh, special Christmas uh, special Christmas flavors and you can get laundry soap. They, I mean, they've got it all. Quinn, we talked to Quinn on the show not long ago. And uh, I, uh, in fact, called him Goat King on the show. And he signed the email that he sent me, uh, Goat King. So I believe it's taken on. So go to qpgoatsoap.com and uh, get your uh, Quinn Pittman goat soap, the Goat King uh, Quinn Pittman goat soap, and uh, realize that uh, you too can have your skin be clean but also retain its moisture. And you can do that by using Quinn's goat soap. qpgoatsoap.com. Use the offer code Jeffy, like I told you. Get 10% off the total order. QPGoatsoap.com. Who died today? Who died today? Charlie Munger. Charlie Munger. Dead at the age of 99. And if you're asking yourself, who? Well, he's the investing guru and right-hand man to Warren Buffett at Berkshire Hathaway. He died in a California hospital uh yesterday if you're listening live today is the 29th of november 2023 uh he was uh independent of being berkshire hathaway's vice chairman according to he was ceo of wesco capital well that was until 2011 and that's when uh warren bought wesco (laughs) and said uh okay you're with me now and so buffett and munger uh you know made Berkshire a monster of the monster that it is. 
and so he was only worth 2.5 billion though so he i'm sure i'm sure he lived fairly well on that 2.5 billion but warren is what worth 100 million i'm like that 100 billion i'm sorry not million 100 billion i think warren is one of the top four still over 100 billion right because the last billionaire report Homeboy from France was number one. Elon was number two. Bezos was number three. And Buffett was number four uh, as far as the top four. And they were the top four still over $100 billion. Uh, Homeboy from France uh, is over $200 billion, But the rest of them are all under $200 billion. Now, Anyway, at one point, Elon was number one uh, past uh, what's-his-face from France, but not anymore. Anyway, so uh, Warren just kept Munger around. I mean, if he wants to have me around and just give me $2.5 million, and I'm here for you, Warren. I'm here for you. I don't really want to move to Nebraska, but you know what? I will. And what a beautiful place you have, and I'm happy to live in Lincoln, Nebraska. Man, wouldn't that be great? Anyway, um, uh, Warren said that uh, Berkshire Hathaway could not have been built to its present status Without Charlie's inspiration, wisdom, and participation. Yeah, it's going to be sad. They were buds. Uh, They were actually good friends. So Charlie Munger, uh, dead at the age of 99. Then, you know who I forgot to mention yesterday? And they had her memorial service yesterday. Uh, She passed away while we were gone for the Thanksgiving, over the Thanksgiving holiday. Rosalind Carter, dead at 96. I know. Uh, rest in peace, uh, Rosalind Carter, born Elizabeth Rosalind Carter. Uh, I guess she didn't like uh, Eleanor, so uh, she just gave that up. And uh, she said, I'm not Eleanor. Okay, She actually had a pretty amazing life. And she was married to Jimmy, for the former president of the United States, Jimmy, for about 100 years. They were married. Jeff, she wasn't even 100 years old. I know. They were married before they were born. Uh, they were married for like 77 years or something like that. Just incredible. And so she, they had the big memorial service for her yesterday, and they are, I believe, laying her to rest today. Uh, yesterday was the memorial service, and you saw, uh, you saw all the former living first ladies were at her service. Uh, Melania, Michelle Obama, almost called her Big Mike, Michelle Obama, uh, what's-her-face, Laura Bush, uh, what's-her-face, Hillary, Bill was there, and then Jill and Joe, and uh, Kamala and Doug were in the row behind them. They did show up, but they're not sitting in the front row. Yeah, you're the VP, and you're the hubby of the VP, so sit back there and look over the shoulders. And uh, Jimmy showed up, and Jimmy's been in hospice, and he's like 99 now. Uh, I'm surprised. I mean, I figured immediately, as soon as it was announced that she passed away, they've been married for so long and been together for so long that he is not going to be long for the world now. He doesn't. He was staying alive for her. And he was in, he's been in hospice. I'd forgotten about that. He's been in hospice, and they rolled him out yesterday. He did not look good, man. I mean, he actually looked worse than Joe Biden, which was an amazing feat. 
Because uh, at first, the first picture I saw of him, I thought it was Joe. And I was like, holy cow. Man, so, <laughs> somebody needs to do something. But it wasn't. It was Jimmy. And it was just sad. It was just sad. The, the one picture at the memorial where they show them all the crowd and everybody's, you know, Jimmy's there in his wheelchair and his blanket. He's just so, it's just so sad. He won't be long for this world. And it was just really sad. So, Rosalind Carter, dead the age of 96 rest of and so we're clear all right she didn't die of that all right she was 96 and it doesn't say anywhere anywhere that she died of that okay so it's just don't even think about it and charlie munger for that matter i mean he was you know peaceful at the hospital and they didn't give a cause for his death he was 99 so it wasn't that couldn't have been that because they would have, they would have said it. They would have said it. Plus, I also remembered that uh, you know there's two cities in Nebraska that anybody cares about: Lincoln, Omaha. And I said Lincoln. Okay, so you know, Warren, fat piece of crap, Buffett lives in Omaha, not Lincoln. I remember the only thing I can think of my my stepdad was born and raised in uh, Broken Bow, Nebraska, the far western end. And, uh, you know, he talked. I got Nebraska stories to the end of time from him. I, I miss him. Rest in peace, Richard. But uh, he, you know, was raised, born and raised in uh, the far western end. He did go to the University of Nebraska at Lincoln. He also went to the University of Michigan. Mr. Showoff, got to go to two universities. Okay, okay, got it. Uh, engineering degree at Nebraska, business degree at Michigan. Okay. Yeah, that was just me hitting the mic. Don't worry about it. And uh, so I got a lot of Nebraska stories. When my son, my oldest son, was being recruited to play college football, Nebraska was one of the teams that was recruiting him. So he went there on a weekend visit camp kind of thing. And he flies into Omaha and then drives to Lincoln. And he calls me between Omaha and Lincoln and he goes dad grandpa was right there's nothing out here I knew then he wasn't going to be going to Nebraska I see where uh, our man here in DFW Mark Cuban the uh, billionaire businessman and uh, Dallas Mavericks owner said on a podcast called all the smoke uh, that he is going to be leaving Shark Tank and uh, after, what, like 15, 16 seasons of Shark Tank, he said that, uh, you know what, the next year is going to be my last year. Uh, I got one more year to go. And, uh, uh, you know, ABC apparently just found it out from the podcast, too, because they have not confirmed any pending departure. So they were like, wait, what? He's leaving the show? What, 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 what? So apparently he wants to, I don't know, spend time with his kids. What do they all say? And then we find out that he sold the Mavericks. Well, a big percentage of the Mavericks. He's still going to do be in charge of all the basketball operations and still be the guy. But he sold the team to Marion Adelson. She's the owner of the Mavericks now. She's the largest shareholder of the Las Vegas Sands. Uh, she's a casino tycoon. Isn't it interesting that uh, Cuban sold the Mavericks 
to the casino tycoon and he and jerry are big on trying to get a casino and gambling here in texas so i'm sure that mark wants to spend time with his family as he's trying to build a casino here in dfw and get texas to do gambling so he can become an even bigger billionaire and that's what's going to happen i mean he's he's worth what now so according to this he's worth or the the deal for the mavericks is worth around 3.5 billion dollars now he paid 285 million for the team that's a pretty good return on investment all right yeah no doubt about it so he remains in full control of basketball operations but uh i guess he needed an extra 3.5 billion and who doesn't who doesn't you know when you want to spend time with your kids you need an extra 3.5 billion but if he's i mean he's getting rid of shark tank he's getting rid of uh owning the team Let's, he's not going to get into politics, right? It's key. He's not. No way. He's got to be. He's got to be getting behind the gambling here in Texas. He wants to build that casino. He wants the Mavericks. Uh, this and it's a deal with her. What's her face, Adelson, because she can bring in the casino because they want to have the team play. They want to have a huge area so that you go and see the team you have the casino you have the hotels everything all at one huge venue or you know area and it would uh, all be together but they can't do that until they get the gambling and they've got to get that done so maybe the 3.5 million will you know pay off the politicians to get gambling oh no stop that kind of thing doesn't happen Jeez, man. Sorry about that. I I know better than that. There's no bribery going on for stuff like that. <laughs> that's just that's just silly of me. Okay, so it does make sense though if he's going to get into politics, he could run for governor of the state of Florida and change the gambling laws in the state and then uh fulfill the destiny of what he wants to do as far as gambling and the Mavericks and Jerry and the casinos here in DFW and Texas. That makes sense, right? Because when is uh, Abbott done with his governorship of Texas? Twenty yeah. six. Yeah, he just won re-election last year. Okay, so he's good until twenty six. So Cuban isn't done with with uh, Shark Tank till next year, and he's already cutting back on what he has to do for the for the basketball team. He's he's head of operations. He could do that standing on his head now. He's done that long enough, right? I mean, the basketball operations. That entity probably pretty much runs itself now. Uh, obviously, it's day-to-day work. I got it. But, you know, that, that entity runs itself. It's all the other stuff that ties up his time. So, and he wants to spend time with his children because they're getting older now. Uh, so I'm sure he's going to spend a lot of time with them on the road campaigning for the governorship of Texas. That actually could happen because the old $3.5 billion that he gets for the basketball team, I could buy some ads. Uh, uh, I just want to say, uh, Mark, vote for Mark Cuban. Hi, this is Jeff Fisher. Vote for Mark Cuban. I'm willing to do ads for you. Uh, you know, I could use, I'll do ads for you for 
Well, less than $3.5 billion. So I see where Google uh, has now got it up and running. The first of its kind geothermal project is now running in Nevada where it will help power Google's data centers with clean energy. Google is partnering with the startup Fervo, which has developed new technology for harnessing geothermal power. And since they're using different tactics than traditional geothermal plants, it's a relatively small project with the capacity to generate 3.5 megawatts, which is weird because I would think it would generate more. But, I mean, one megawatt is enough to meet the demand of roughly 750 homes. So the project will feed electricity into the local grid that serves two of Google's data centers outside of Las Vegas and Reno. It's part of Google's plan to run the world. No, it's part of Google's plan to run on carbon pollution-free electricity around the clock by 2030 Uh, to reach that goal it'll have to get more sources of clean energy online and it sees geothermal as a key part of the future electricity mix that it can fill in whenever wind and solar energy wane which will be a lot so they're going to need to be able to create some serious electricity i mean that's part of the problem is that uh there's too much uh there's there's too much energy not addressed with wind and solar so they need to find another way to do it trying to get away from fossil fuels i mean if it works great but uh we shall see uh speaking of uh wind electricity you see where the christmas tree at at the white house the washington dc christmas tree fell over incredible okay so so apparently they never had wind uh in the washington dc before don't they have that security put it in a stand and like have you ever pitched a tent you know and you put up a couple of wires to keep the tree up just amazing but now i will say this that it was pointed out that some people feel like you know this is a perfect representation of this administration Mr. President, Mr. President, how about that Christmas tree? He was dummy. Uh, he didn't have anything to do with it, I know. It was, I get it. But they had to bring in cranes, and I saw the pictures of it now. I mean, it's looking cockeyed. They're going to have to get some people up there and kind of Jimmy Jerry rig that thing around to try to make it look good. All right, just spin it around. Uh, put that side on the back toward the corner of the house, okay? It's outside in the front. There's no corner of the house. You know how you get the real trees and you... You don't have to decorate in the back because nobody sees the back. You just decorate the three sides. Anyway, you know what I'm talking about. And so we'll see what happens with the old Christmas tree. I mean, you just don't wheel one of those bad boys in. Remember, we did the story of where it comes from. It's this giant tree that takes days. They shipped it around the country, showing it off for days. And now they get it into Washington, D.C., and it falls over. That is just amazing. And I see, oh, speaking of uh, our first family. Uh, well, they were at, uh, Jimmy's, uh, Rosalind's funeral. It should have been Jimmy's too. Uh, they were all of it together. Uh, I see where they're not hanging the grandkids, uh, Christmas stockings on the fireplace at the white house anymore because 
you know, they're doing it at uh, Camp David. That's where the family is. We're going to hang the dogs up. So we've kicked the dogs out of the White House, but we're going to hang their stockings up in the White House. Uh, with the only reason we don't want to hang, make a big deal about hanging the uh, grandkids' stockings up at the White House is because I don't want to have to talk about not hanging up the uh, grandkid down in Arkansas that uh you know hunter is paying for that's actually a grandkid but nobody wants to talk about no that's not a grandkid of mine no grandkid of mine is coming from a bartender that's just not a bunch of doofuses i see where sean diddy combs uh temporarily stepping down as chairman of a revolt the uh, music focused tv network he co-founded back in 2013 amid multiple sexual assault allegations now okay so these are all allegations uh sean diddy combs uh nyc mayor eric adams guns and roses frontman axel rose and actor jamie fox were part of this huge deal in new york uh for sexual abuse and harassment that took place decades ago all right it's no coincidence of these suits they were filed at the end of the Adult Survivors Act, which expired uh, last week. So uh, the law went into effect November 24th, 2022, and it was a, only a year long. So uh, it gave adult survivors one year to file civil abuse and harassment claims, no matter when the past the alleged incidents may have happened. Uh, so the lift of the statute of limitations was intended to recognize the trauma inflicted on survivors uh, that may have prevented them from coming forward previously. So now it was coming to an end. Uh, you know, the uh, Adult Survivors Act was going to expire. And that's when uh, the people who had that trauma decided, oh, man, I better, I better do something. Because uh, it's been preventing me from doing anything, all this trauma. So we're going to file all these lawsuits. I mean, that's the one that Trump got nailed with with uh writer e gene carroll which he was ordered to pay five million dollars in damage and that story is that's unbelievable i mean no way he pays her uh, no way i, I that that that's ridiculous she can't remember the day it happened in a in a dressing room at bergdorf goodman's which is it, it just no one was around bergdorf goodman's no one's around million dollar store you can't you can't pick up a scarf in that store for less than five grand. Well, okay, you can, but for less than a few hundred dollars. I mean, you pick up a pair of socks, you're looking at a, looking at a couple hundred dollars. You can't, and you, there's no one around. He was in there all by himself and pushed. Stop it. Anyway, but we're supposed to live with Trump bad. I know, I know, I know Trump bad. So there were plenty, most of the 2,500, there were more than 2,500 lawsuits filed under the Adult Survivors Act in this past year have alleged abuse at state prisons and local jails. Uh, they've claimed harassment at businesses, airports, spas, hospital systems. Okay. Uh, I know California and New Jersey have enacted look-back windows that uh, remove a statute of limitations. And I get that there's a reason, but you know we have to realize that the statute of limitations exists so that if you have something bad happen to you, you get it taken care of and you face it right then. And you don't, it's just, 
It's so strange to me to think that there's trauma. I get not wanting to talk about things, although I don't understand why I don't get. Uh, you didn't want to talk about it when it happened, but now you can talk about it. No, if something bad happens, it should be taken care of right then. That should have been taken care of right then. You can deal with the trauma if there is trauma after the fact. I just, some things I just don't understand. And I know it's just me. Sometimes you just have to think twice. Like this gentleman who said that uh, he was watching a show for about 10 minutes and had a lady on listing all these great things that were that you could do for fun and then he realized that it was one of the religious channels and she was reading a list of sins so some things you just you just don't understand maybe you should maybe you should Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.